Hi everybody, welcome to Chaos Under Control. My name is Emily Richeson and I am the host and the creator of this podcast. Whether it is your first time here or you have never missed an episode, it means so much to me that you are choosing to join me today and be a part of this. I hope more than anything that these episodes that I have created for you will help you get your life's chaos under control and maybe make you smile a time or two. (laughs) So let's dive right into today's episode. We are in season two and we are recording episode 37 today and we are in our who, what, when, where, why, and how series and today we are doing the where category and the title is where to begin with a healthier lifestyle. So it's still January and everyone knows that New Year's resolutions typically mean people decide they're going to eat healthier, get their blood pressure under control, they're going to go to the gym or whatever. There's a lot of healthy goals with New Year's resolutions. But now that we're kind of mid-January approaching the end of it, people are not so much emphasizing the New Year's resolution that they had. You kind of notice the first week everybody's locked and loaded and the second week they're like, yeah, this is kind of cool. And then by the each day and each week that goes by, it kind of decreases. But This is one thing I did. I did not make a New Year's resolution this year, but I did promise myself that by my son's first birthday, and I made this promise when he was born, by his first birthday, I was going to make my health a priority because when I struggled with postpartum depression, my doctor told me the best thing you can do is invest in yourself because a lot of times we get so caught up in being a parent, a spouse, a business owner, or whatever it is, and we forget self-care and self-love. And when you put that with postpartum depression, I was just a lost cause. I felt like I felt like I had let my body go and my marriage and it was bad. So I told myself that I was not going to just let my son just grow up and have a mom that was halfway there. Like I wanted by his first birthday, I wanted to make sure that I had overcome postpartum depression. I was locked and loaded. I cared about my health. I cared about my future, his future, everything. And his birthday is January 12th. So that kind of falls where the New Year's resolutions begin. But I said all that to say this, I am not a workout guru. I'm not a fitness junkie. I don't like it. I just don't. I'm from South Carolina. I probably had fried chicken in my first bottle. I'm kidding, but seriously, (laughs) like everything's fried where I come from. It's greasy. It's unhealthy, but that's just, that's how my parents were raised. That's how I was raised. And so not having that fried food and things like that when you're trying to be healthy is hard and then you add on trying to exercise and go to the gym and that's a lot of people love that and I've never loved it and maybe one day I will but like working out is not fun for me I don't mind like jump roping or going to a Zumba class or just swimming during the summer in a pool but physically going into a gym to lift weights is not like wow this is so great I just don't enjoy it like that. It's like a chore for me. So I decided this year I'm not going to completely just flip my life around and start exercising a ton and doing all these things. I decided to make a lifestyle change. As you notice, the title is where to begin with a healthier lifestyle, not a healthier diet, not a healthier exercise routine, none of that, a healthier lifestyle. Because here's the thing. 
when you think about it, there's all these diets, these fads, these apps you can download on your phone, all these supplements you can buy, whatever, that are supposed to just change your life and make you skinny and whatever, whatever you're trying to do, get bulkier, I don't know, but they have each of those for whatever it is you're trying to do, but more times than not, it doesn't end up being a lifestyle change. It ends up being a temporary change. And that's not what I want. I don't want to temporarily be healthier. I want a healthier lifestyle. And I'm sure a lot of you do too. And I'm not saying the apps and the diets and those things don't work, but they haven't worked for me because it's temporary. So these are 10 things that I've laid out and I have two other points for you, but I made a list of 10 things I have done for a healthier lifestyle. And I started them in January, excuse me, let's see. The last week of December, I take that back. I started like the day before New Year's. I really started focusing on my health and I've already lost six pounds. And the only reason I know that is because there was a scale at the doctor appointment I had the other day. I don't have a a scale in my house. I got rid of it. And that was one thing that made me be healthier because when you live by your scale, you are literally writing a death sentence. Like you are paranoid it doesn't matter if you feel better if you look in the mirror and think you look better when the scale has that number on there you're gonna break yourself apart so I just got rid of mine there's no point in having it it's my husband still uses it but it's locked away from me I don't give it any mind it's in a part of the house that I just don't fool with so I recommend you do the same but to each their own so here's a fact just before we even get in this list give your body better foods that's a fact if you give your body better foods, you're going to see better results. We This list that I made isn't even about exercise. It's strictly food related because some people don't feel like they have the time to exercise or they work a nine to five job and they're a single parent and then they have to go home to their kiddos. So you can't just say, oh, well, I'm just going to get a gym membership. And even if you get a gym membership, that's 20% of the battle. 80% of it is your diet. Ask any doctor. Diet is key. So the fact is just giving your body better foods is going to give you better results. Hold on to that. Also, here's kind of the rule of thumb. There's a lot of people that say, oh, well, you know, Wendy's has such and such menu item and it sounds pretty good and or this sounds good. My friend says she likes this. Here's just a general rule of thumb. If you have no idea where to start, if it's made from the earth, it's the better choice. That's just facts. So anything that's processed that says it's low calorie or whatever, if it's processed, if it's not grown from the earth itself and an actual fruit or a vegetable, it's not going to be the better choice. The fruits and the veggies and the meats, if they are raised the right way, if they're pumped full of steroids and all that, they're probably not the best option, but still meat is good. But if it's from the earth, it's the better choice. And I'm going to put this disclaimer again. I'm not a nutritionist. I do not have a degree in exercise science or foods and nutrition. I'm not a doctor. This is what worked for me. I did my own research and I have seen weight loss based off of this list right here. So Let me also say I do take walks around my neighborhood occasionally. When I say occasionally, I mean like twice a week, if that. And it's like a 15-minute walk just around my neighborhood. There's no hills. I'm not running. I have my dogs and my baby, and we just take a little walk. So I wouldn't say exercise is huge. I do have um, two dumbbells at home and a kettlebell. But I don't exercise that often. I actually prefer to eat better than exercise. Maybe that's strange, but 
I don't like to sweat and I just, I don't like being sore. It's exercising is not something I enjoy, but as stated, I have lost weight just from this list and I know that I've taking forever to get to it, but all this is very key. So diving right into the list. Point number one, decrease the amount of fried and greasy food. Here's the thing. This is actually going to help you financially because I did the math and back when I was working before I was a stay-at-home mom, I had a 28-minute drive to work. During that 28 minutes, I would pass just about every fast food place and it was so convenient for me to say, oh, I'm just going to pull in here and grab a Starbucks coffee or I'm going to pull in here and get a Dunkin' Donuts coffee or I'm going to pull in Chick-fil-A or wherever. It's so easy to do that when you're passing those places, when it's easier than taking time to make yourself breakfast or lunch. It's just so much faster for you to do that. But not only are you spending money, you're spending money on things that aren't doing you any good. So I love Chick-fil-A, like love, love, love Chick-fil-A. It's delicious. It's the Lord's food. There's Chick-fil-A in heaven. I believe it in my bones. But Chick-fil-A has a lot of food that is bad for you. They do have grilled chicken and things like that. And if you take off a lot of their butter and seasonings and things, it's not so bad. But ultimately, when you're going through a drive-thru, you're getting food that is very greasy or it's fried or it's processed. And that is so bad for you. If you do nothing else when it comes to weight loss or a healthier lifestyle, if the only thing you do is stop going through the drive-thru so often and cut back on your fried and greasy food, you would be amazed. You would. Because here's the thing. I don't work right now. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I do this podcast, which to me is a full-time job, and I'm a mom, but I don't have a job that I drive to, and so I don't really go out of my house so often, so the drive through is not really a struggle for me, but if you find that you're struggling with this, the best thing you can do is it's going to be in this list is have food prepared already to take with you that's why meal prep is so important because if you don't meal prep you're going to not have anything prepared in that moment and it's going to be so easy to just swing by here on the way to work swing by there on the way to work and then you're spending your money and not only spending money but on things that are bad for you so if you can decrease the amount of times you find yourself in a drive-thru and what you're ordering in that drive-thru, you would be amazed. If you go every day, take it down to three days a week. And then the next week, try to go to two days and then one day and then see how long you can go without the drive-thru. You would be amazed. It's going to affect your energy. It's going to affect your skincare, everything in the best way. So give it a try. Point number two, water. Water, 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 water. This is coming from a girl that... I don't think it's normal, but I'm not that thirsty. Like you could give me a, a regular bottle of water and it could take me probably three days to finish it. I just don't drink a lot during the day of anything. I don't get thirsty. And then my husband's like a camel and he's storing water in his humps or something. And he chugs a gallon of water every 30 seconds, it seems like. It doesn't make any sense. But I have to remind myself to drink water. It's so important. And... <clears throat> I've tried to be that person that drinks it every hour or whatever, and that just hasn't really worked for me. So there's another tip that I've wrote down here, and I'm going to go ahead and jump to it. If you really want to make sure you're getting a decent amount of water before you eat anything, chug a bottle of water, chug a cup of water. The funny thing about your body is that, first of all, you can go longer without food than you can water, but a lot of times when you're dehydrated, your body will send signals as if you're hungry, and you'll say, oh, I'm hungry, I'm going to go get a snack, or oh, I'm bored, 
I'm going to go get a snack. But if you chug water before you ever eat anything, no matter if it's a snack, if it's a meal, when you chug water, you're filling yourself up. So you're not going to be tempted to overeat or eat things you shouldn't because you'll be more full and you're filling your body with good fuel. So definitely important to drink water. Point number three, breakfast shakes. I said that slowly because they're just so good. Breakfast shakes are my new hero and here's why. So I was struggling in this department of when I first wake up in the morning, I'm not a morning person. I don't really talk. I like to be quiet. I like to have my coffee and just relax and simmer down and just breathe. Now, my issue was I was either just having coffee for breakfast and no food Or I was eating like a bowl of cereal or whatever with a lot of sugars and just kind of processed junk and extra calories. And it was just kind of a mess. So I decided to get my blender out. It's like an $8 blender. It's nothing fancy. Got the blender out. You can do Greek yogurt, spinach leaves, blackberries, bananas, almonds. There's tons of recipes on Pinterest. That one's just my favorite blend it up and make it the night before. If you want to make it for the week, you can and just put it in the cups in the fridge. Have your milk or not your milkshake, uh, your your healthy smoothie right there. <laughs> See where my mind is. Have your healthy smoothie right there in the fridge. So when you wake up in the morning, instead of reaching for that cup of coffee, reach for that first. I have been doing it and it is incredible because The thing about coffee is I was so dependent on it because it was just a habit. Like I needed it, I thought. And I do need something to wake me up in the mornings. But by making that healthy shake the night before and having it there in the fridge, I'm reaching for that right away. I drink iced coffee, so it works out great for me. It's just like having iced coffee. I pop my straw in there and I just have that in the morning instead of my coffee. And then after I've drank the entire cup, it's a big cup, it's full of protein and good fats and all the fruits and veggies that I would need to start my day off. After I've had that, I have a half a cup of coffee, a half cup of iced coffee, if I still feel like I need it. But the thing is, is usually I don't. I feel very full. I've got all the good things I need in my system to get my day started. I don't have that coffee crash. I just feel better. And it's so much better for you. You're not spending money on cereal and things that are junky. But I mean, if you buy cereal, it's fine. We still do. My husband loves cereal. But I personally love having that healthy protein shake or whatever shake it is that day right there ready for me. Delicious. And my child loves it. He and I share it every morning and he loves it. So definitely good. All righty. Moving on down the list, daily vitamins. Daily vitamins are huge, huge, huge. I did not start taking vitamins until I was trying to get pregnant, and I realized how much of a difference they made then, and it is just the same now. There are vitamins for everything. So you can go to your local grocery store or pharmacy, and they will have a ton for you. My thing is that I take every day Collagen is huge because your skin is your largest organ and it is losing collagen every day. It's good for your glow, your health. Collagen is big. I do a one a day women's pill, which is a vitamin that kind of jump starts my metabolism. It just kind of wakes it up and gets it going. And occasionally I'll take magnesium, but that's on occasion. So I highly recommend the one a day women's uh, metabolism pill. I'm assuming they have one for men's, but I've never had it. 
but it has made a world of a difference because it has the same amount of caffeine in it as a cup of coffee, but it's more natural. It's not the sugary creamer style coffee. And it just gives you that boost of energy while jumpstarting your metabolism, waking it up, getting it refreshed, saying, hey, you know, let's get the day going. Let's burn some calories. And I like to take it around lunchtime just to kind of give me that good boost to hold me over because I kind of crashed during lunchtime. But now that I've slowed down drinking coffee and because I don't drink black coffee, I can't handle it. So if you drink black coffee, you're in the clear. It's got low calories, that sort of thing. But I kind of am pulling back from coffee. And so having that pill there really just kind of gets me going. So definitely recommend that. Also, this is not in any kind of order. It's just how I listed it. Try not to eat after 8 p.m., you are going to be unwinding after 8 p.m. If you have to work the next day, even if you're staying up late, if you're laying down in your bed or on the couch sitting still, you're going to be doing that from probably 8 p.m. until when you get up in the morning. And so if you're not out and about running around, if you don't work throughout the night on a high-intensity job, then you're not burning enough calories and you're allowing them to just sit in your body and you're not burning them out and getting rid of them. So eating after 8 p.m. is kind of a no-go if possible. Now, if you are just starving, it's not the end of the world, but as I said, drink a cup of water before. So around nine o'clock, sometimes if I'm up a little later, I'll get hungry and I say, okay, I'm going to have me a tall glass of water. I'm just going to chug it. And that a lot of times will fill me up. If it doesn't, I'll have something just very simple, like a banana or almonds or whatever it is and not overindulge, but just enough to hold me over. But that really helps with when you have a balanced breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're giving your body enough fuel to hold you over till the next day. So make sure you're doing that as well. Also, this is, I feel like, pretty self-explanatory, but I've had to tell myself this. Decrease soda intake. So you can ask my husband. When he and I were dating, I was heavily into Sprite. Not sure why, but I loved it. When I was pregnant, I didn't care about Sprite. For some reason, pregnancy made me start liking spicy food, which I never cared about before, but I never cared about Sprite while I was pregnant. And I used to have one every day at least. After I had my son, or while I was pregnant, I really got into Dr. Pepper because I had bad morning sickness and that was the only thing that kept me from getting sick. Even water made me sick. Dr. Pepper, I could keep down. So after I had him, I drank Dr. Pepper every single day. One can of Dr. Pepper every day. I used to drink wine a lot, white wine, which is very sweet. All of those, if you can cut back on your alcohol and your soda intake, as well as your fried and greasy food intake, I'm telling you, that is going to be the game changer right there. Because you can do, you can eat all the bananas you want, but if you're drinking two Dr. Peppers a day and then you have a glass of wine at night and when you wake up, you have a cup of coffee with four cups of creamer in it, you're just over, your body's just overflowed. You're trying to put 10 pounds in a five pound sack. You can't do that. And you have to think of that when it comes to your body. Your body can only hold so much. It needs good nutrition. It can only hold so much junk. So if you want to have a candy bar here or there, that's fine. But you need to make sure that you're fueling your body with good stuff because your sleep, your appearance as far as your collagen and whether or not you have acne, all of that, your Um, energy levels. All of that is affected by what you're putting into your body. And so Dr. Pepper tastes great while I'm enjoying it. I love it. I'm like, oh, this is so good. It's great. And then after I finish it, it's gone. It's gone forever. And I just put 
Lord knows how many calories and sugar into my body for a drink that lasted 15 minutes, if that. So you have to think of it that way. Is it worth really the long-term effects for a can of Dr. Pepper? You have to weigh that. And I still have one here or there. On occasion, I'll have one. I haven't had one in a few weeks, but I don't buy them for my house anymore. If I have one, we're out to dinner or out in public somewhere but I just kind of have pulled back from that and I've noticed a huge difference. So if you can take down your alcohol and your soda increase, that's a game changer in itself. Also, replace a starch with a veggie. So growing up, we would have a meat, a vegetable, and a starch. That's how it was. So what that means is you would have your meat, chicken, beef, whatever. You'd have whatever vegetable and your starch, cornbread, rolls, mashed potatoes. You know what I mean. That's how it was in my house. And sometimes we'd have two veggies, but we would still have a starch. So what I've done is I have decreased the starches. I don't buy rolls. I don't hardly ever make cornbread. I do make mashed potatoes a lot, but just for my husband. He's in the military and his diet is different for mine. He's trying to get bulky and muscular and he works out and we're different. So I make him mashed potatoes, but I don't eat them. So what I eat instead, I have sweet potato rice, cauliflower rice, cauliflower mashed potatoes. You can literally buy a substitute for whatever it is you love and it is still good. I'm telling you, I'm not crazy about cauliflower. Something about the texture of it throws me off, but sweet potato rice, broccoli rice, I love all of that. Quinoa is delicious. If you need a rice, you can do brown rice, but as far as like mashed potatoes, you can mash up a sweet potato and that's going to be significantly better. So just think about what you can substitute. If you go to Texas Roadhouse every Sunday with your family and you smash six baskets of rolls, try not to do that. When you walk in Texas Roadhouse, chug two glasses of water or chug two bottles in the parking lot. Then when you get in there, have a roll, a roll, and then eat your dinner. You would be amazed how just because it's right in front of you, you feel like you should eat it. And I worked at a company for a long time that Texas Roadhouse owned. And so it was across the street from us. And at the end of the night, they would bring their leftover rolls to our job. And I just knew they were bringing them. And I could literally be full, not be hungry at all. But because the rolls were there, I was going to eat them. And those are just like lazy mistakes that we make as humans because it's so convenient. It's accessible. It's right there. You don't want to waste it, whatever the reason is. But regardless, if you will just take control and have more water and pull back on your starches and just say, okay, let's, let's not get two starches. Let's get two vegetables. Let's skip out on the starches today. That makes a world of a difference. I'm telling you, baby steps go such a long way. I've already said before you eat, drink a cup of water, but I think I wrote that down twice, maybe because it's so important. So don't forget, before you eat, drink a cup of water. Also, do not over snack or overeat. Here's the thing. We went to Chili's yesterday or no, the day before, excuse me. We went to Chili's after we got out of church and their chicken Cajun pasta with the chicken and the tomatoes and the green onion. Oh my stars. It is so good. I don't think I've ever had anything else from there because I love that so much. But it is huge. And there's so many noodles, that Alfredo sauce, all the things. Here's the thing. I ate all of that pasta, but I did not eat it in one sitting. I ate it for lunch that day, and then the next day I had it for dinner. Now, I do not need to eat that many pasta noodles in one sitting for sure, but I made it little portion here, little portion there. So living a healthier lifestyle is not getting rid of pasta altogether. That's not what it is. It's just substituting some days 
and not having it some days and having it other days. And then when you do enjoy it, you're not overindulging with a huge portion because that's where you mess up and that's where you start to form a pattern and you do that day in and day out. And then you get blood clots, you get clogged arteries, you get high blood pressure, all of those things that you don't want, those will happen if every day of your life you overindulge, you eat the carbs, you have the sodas. So when you are hungry, when you've had that cup of water and you're like, okay, I definitely am hungry. It's lunchtime. Don't overdo it. Eat and give yourself time to swallow. Give it time to digest. If you go out with your friends for pizza, it's so easy to just eat a piece of pizza and then eat another one and eat another one. And your body's like, girl, slow down. We need to process this. Give us a few seconds in between. Give us a few minutes. Let us Take a chance to break down what you already gave us and then throw some more at us. Because if you're just shoveling food in your mouth and drinks and calories, your body's going to like panic and going to say, okay, hold on, let us break down what we have. And then that's going to pack on fat because your body's not going to have time to get rid of that because you're overdoing the calories. You have to give your body time. You have to care about your body enough and your overall health to not overindulge, not over snack. When you're at home, let me tell you, being a stay-at-home mom, this is one thing that rocked my world. When I was working, I didn't really over-snack because I was working so much. I had shifts that were seven hours long, and I was on my feet as a server going after it. I didn't have time to eat, but now that I'm a stay-at-home mom, I have all the time in the world to snack all day long if I want to, especially with a one-year-old that snacks every five seconds. I swear, these growth spurts are unreal, but... It's, it would be so easy for me to snack all day, but if I snacked all day, my body would like not shut down, but it would let me know, girl, we can't handle this. This is too much. And even if you're snacking on healthy foods, you shouldn't be snacking all day. You should eat a balanced breakfast, a balanced lunch, and a balanced dinner so that when you have those snacks in between, they're not overdone. They're not too filling. They're just enough to hold you over to the next meal. And that's the thing that when you eat a huge lunch with tons of calories, tons of carbs, and then you have a huge snack, and then another huge meal, and then another huge snack. You are just overdoing it every time. And to be fair, your snacks are probably the same amount of calories and carbs as your lunch, if not more. And it shouldn't be that way. So if you can do like carrot sticks, celery sticks, those little grape tomatoes, regular grapes, if you freeze grapes, they are delicious. Throwing that out there. The green ones. I don't really care for the purple ones frozen. But regardless... Um, if you can freeze your grapes, eat them regular. If you can do cucumbers, cucumbers soaked in vinegar with some salt and pepper. That is a staple snack in the South and it is so good. You can do all kinds of stuff. So just be mindful of the snacks you're snacking on and how often you're snacking on them. But if every time you go to eat, you chug that glass of water, it will cut down your snacking significantly. All right, we're almost done. Last point, find substitutions. This was huge for me. So like I said, I would rather eat healthy than work out. That's just me. I do very light working out, but not enough to consider it like regular. I just do it this day, maybe that day, not for very long. I don't care for it. But one thing that was huge was that when I decided I preferred to eat healthy over working out, I said, okay, I'm going to have to give up sweets. And that's where I struggle. I don't mind vegetables. I don't mind fruits. I don't mind giving up carbs. But sweets are my weakness. Chocolate, candy, ice cream. Oh my gosh, fruit roll-ups. The whole shebang. Give me all of it. But the issue is that I couldn't find something to substitute it. And I knew that 
I was not going to drop it cold turkey, but as many sweets as I was eating, if I wanted a healthier lifestyle, I needed to find substitution. So this day I may not have any sweets, but maybe the next day I could. And then a few days later, maybe again. So I had to find substitutions. One thing that helped me so much is I buy all the time now because it just works for me, light Greek yogurt. And I put dark chocolate in it or I'll put blackberries with granola or you can do all kinds of stuff like Greek yogurt. You can do everything with, but the light vanilla Greek yogurt is my jam and you can buy it at the grocery store in the big tub, the little tub, however you want to do it, but it's sweet enough, but it's not that bad for you. It's not anything like getting a milkshake or buying a Reese's cup from the store. It's much, much better for you. It's very good for your pH balance. If you're a female, it helps keep you just centered and good, good nutrition for you. I love it so much that with a little bit of dark chocolate, granola, a little bit of fruits. Oh my gosh. It's delicious. It tastes like ice cream. It satisfies my sweet tooth. It's so good. And back to dark chocolate. And when I'm having that chocolate kick and I'm just like dying for chocolate, but I know that if I go to the grocery store, I'm going to slam like six Reese cups. I will get dark chocolate covered almonds with like the Himalaya salt or just a dark chocolate candy bar and kind of work on that a little bit. And see, here's the thing with this list, you're trying to have a healthier lifestyle. And with some diets, you just drop it all cold turkey and then you pick it up six months later and you're worse with it six months later than you ever were when you started the diet. So I'm not trying to deprive myself. I'm not trying to give everything up. But my thing is, is that right now I know me and you may be different. I can't just make myself have it in moderation right now. I have to give it up for a little while to show myself I don't need it and take my dependency off of it. And then when I decide I want it back, I can have it back and I'm not so dependent on it. I can say, okay, I can just handle it for this one meal or I can just handle this Reese cup this one time. But here, not too long ago, it was like, okay, I had two Reese cups today, three fruit roll-ups, two cups of coffee, one Dr. Pepper. It was like that. And that was normal for me and it was bad. And so I haven't had a Dr. Pepper. Oh man. I don't know. It's been a while. It's probably been since December. I haven't had a Dr. Pepper. I didn't go. I went without wine for like three weeks and I used to drink probably two or three glasses of wine a night and it didn't get me drunk. I have a very high tolerance. That's not what I was trying to do, but I just enjoy wine. I love the craft behind it. I love everything about it. And so I would have maybe two, three glasses of wine every night and I went three weeks without it and it was fine. So finding those substitutions helped getting away from those sugars, those carbs, all those extra calories help. And you have to want, you have to want it for yourself. You can't just follow girls on Instagram or guys and just double tap their pictures and think that your body's going to look like theirs because you like their picture or their video or whatever. You can't just buy their supplements and think, oh, I'm going to look like that. If you don't work out a day in your life, not saying you shouldn't, but if you just don't or it doesn't work for you, if you will just fuel your body with good foods, water, vegetables, and cut back on the bad stuff and limit how often you have it, you are going to notice a significant change in your energy, your overall health, your blood pressure, how your skin glows, your weight, everything. Everything changes. My gut health is so much better. And what I mean by that is when I used to overeat or just eat that bad stuff, I would have that like painfully full feeling. Like I would be so heavy. I was so full. I'd have cramps a lot, all that stuff. I had bad acid reflux. I don't have that now. 
I eat better foods and we still buy like Pop-Tarts and stuff. We have it in the house. I'll snack here and there. One day I'll have a Pop-Tart for breakfast, whatever, potato chips, here and there occasionally. My husband still has it. My child has it some. But overall, I try to be healthier. I focus more on fruits and veggies, the good things that the earth grows and water. Put all that with your vitamins and you are going to feel so much better. It's hard in some ways. It wasn't that hard for me because I wanted it bad enough and I decided that I needed to make that change. And if you go look on my Instagram, you'll see the before and after pics. And those pictures are like two and a half weeks apart. It's crazy. But I wanted it bad enough and I realized that there was nothing that came from a gas station that was sugary and full of calories that was worth more than my mental health and my overall health. And I've decided that. And so I still have it in moderation, but I don't depend on it or overindulge. I don't go to drive throughs like that. It's I've changed for the better and I hope it stays that way, but I think it will because it's a lifestyle change. It's not a cold turkey diet, 30 day challenge or anything like that. It's strictly understanding what's good, understanding what's bad and being mature and have enough self-discipline to keep those bad things from being so involved in my everyday life. So it's an everyday choice, everyday decision. If you mess up one day and you bold indulge on sugary sweet snacks, that's fine. Pick it up tomorrow and try again. And it does not hurt to exercise with this, but this list I've given y'all is strictly diet-based and I'm telling you it will make a difference. It's done it for me. It will do it for you. If you have any questions, if you want to talk, please reach out to me at Emily G. Richardson on Instagram. I would love to hear if this works for you or what does work for you. And as always, thank you for joining me to get life's chaos under control. I'll see you next time.